Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to Fourth Down Focus. Uh, here in episode two, I'm going to bring on a dear friend of mine, Coach Curry Webb from Valdosta State University. Coach Webb is the uh, special teams coordinator and running backs coach at Valdosta State, uh, national champions. Uh, how you doing, Coach Webb? I'm good. How are you this morning? Doing well, doing well. We had a 6 a.m. Uh, little team workout this morning, so we've been here. We've been in the building for a little while now. <laughs> yeah half your work day is well I would say a quarter of your work day is is over huh it's ten twenty three eastern time here yeah yeah I think you're on the same yeah you're on the same time zone you know we're, we're a state apart but I guess coach if you could briefly just um tell the audience how we met and um of course it was through special teams but I just think it's a neat story and uh it's it's turned into a great relationship and, and coach has actually trained a number of my guys that I had as, as high school specialists. So go ahead, coach. Yeah. So, um, Dan, you mentioned my background, my current job, I'm the running backs coach, uh, special teams coordinator and recruiting coordinator at Valdosta state university. Um, I've been a special teams coordinator for 14 years and this is the third um, college I've been a special teams coordinator at. Um, I'm a, a little bit more about my background. I'm a son of a high school coach, a Florida high school coach. Uh, my dad, Jeff Webb, was a high school coach in the state of Florida for 40-some-odd years. Um, spent a lot of his career out in the panhandle where I grew up. Uh, I went to Baker High School out in northwest Florida in Okaloosa County. Um, and then my dad finished up his career at uh, Fleming Island High School. Um, you know, my my connection with, with you, obviously, um, I, I had been in Jacksonville and I'd heard of you when I was at Jacksonville University as special teams coordinator there. Um, a couple years later, um, I, I, went, I was one year in Tennessee at Tusculum College, Tusculum University now, um, and then I came back to Valdosta State a little bit closer to your area. And I was looking for somebody to kind of work with or, you know, a kicking uh, specialist type coach that, that I could work with and have a connection with. Um, and actually it was Keith Murphy, a, a mutual friend of ours, who's, he was a university of Florida at the time that, um, that recommended you. And I reached out to you and, um, you know, actually came down to Daytona and met with you and talked ball with you. And, um, kind of the rest is history. You and I have been connected since then. I think that was, what was that, around 2000, spring of 2017? Um, or was it spring of 2018, something like that? We've been we've been kind of together since then. Yeah, it feels like longer. I mean, I, uh, we talk so regularly. Um, I, 
I brought you on for our audience because I wanted these these young men, most of our audiences, you know, kickers, punters, snappers, uh, anywhere from age 15 to, to 21, 22, those guys that have aspirations to play at the at whatever the next level may be, college transitioning to NFL or high school transitioning into to college. Um, I think that it, there's several things I want to bring in today to the conversation that that your opinion is important. Um, obviously, from the recruiting standpoint, you mentioned that you are, in fact, the recruiting coordinator. Um, we're going to touch on that later about, you know, what it is you're looking for. How do you identify a specialist at the high school level? How can they market themselves outside of game film? Because not a lot of these guys are getting the game film uh, at the high school level because of the field goal opportunities. And, you know, you might, if you play for a potent offense, get a lot of kickoff reps, which is valuable. But Again, um, you almost want to hope to play for a stagnant offense at times if you want to showcase your punting ability. So I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit later. Um, right now, I, you know, I, I think that you mentioned we talked a little early before the, uh, the podcast started. Um, if we could just jump into, I think it's important. Right now, you're in a special situation. You guys are, um, due to COVID restrictions, are, are doing things a little differently. Um, you're not in season right now, but you do get time with your specialists and I wanted to talk about that first. Uh, I think that's important is, is how, are, how are you managing their time? What's being done in practice? How frequently are they being filmed? Um, are they being uh, placed in competitive environments? You know, if in fact there is two kickers or two kickoff specialists, you know, are they getting ample amount of opportunities to showcase to you which one is, is separating from the other? and vice versa. Um, so if we could just kind of delve into that first, Coach. If you could explain briefly, you know, the hours you get, just a rough estimate of field time. So, the so Dan, the rules are constantly um, changing in these times, and you and I have talked about it a lot. Um, and I, I want to just touch on this, too, with you. And, and, you know, I told you this earlier, like my favorite thing about football and about our game is, you know, you're constantly learning and there's all, each off season or every chance you get, you learn from different people. And, and you've been a huge um, resource to me, just especially with the specialist, um, me not being a kicker or not being a punter, um, you know, I didn't grow up playing those positions. So um, that's a different side of the game that I've been able, that you've kind of exposed me to and taught me and, and spent a lot of time with me on. Um, and I, I'm really appreciative for that, for those things. You and I do have conversations, you know, at least weekly, um, sometimes more, more often than that. I'll probably wear you out during the season. But, um, I, I, you know, I'm, like I said, I, I've learned a lot from you on those things. You know, I, I think you and I, it's a good relationship we have because I can kind of tell you what a, the special teams coordinator side of it is. And what we're trying to do with those guys, and then the two of us are able to bounce ideas off each other. So um, I do really appreciate that. But the time right now that's, you know, we're getting – right now we're in a period where we get eight hours a week total with our guys. So that's including um, their weights. That's including any meeting time. Um, and and, and you, it's, it's kind of like the time you get in the spring. Um, but what we have been able to do is – We've been able to get some on-the-field individual instruction with our specialists, which has been really valuable for me. It's more time than I usually get with those guys because I do coach the running backs. Um, so, so I have a separate time with the specialists right now. So we're able to go on the field. Um, so we're doing, you know, kicking, punting, um, kick, kickoffs really one day a week right now, but the other's two days a week. So I get 
two one-hour sessions right now. Um, and we're leading into another period. So I, I got that for two more weeks. And then we'll go into like a fall practice type situation. Uh, we don't have games this fall. Um, no no um, Division two in, in the Gulf South Conference. There won't be any football this fall um, competitively, but we will have um, 15 fall practices, much like what we get in the spring. So we're kind of heading into that period. Um, but I feel I feel pretty good with our guys. Our, you know, the group I got right now works really hard. Um, one thing I'll say is, like, we, we're probably further along with field goal um, and that whole operation than we usually are just because I've had more time with them than I usually do. And we've talked about that, too. It's, it's funny with – and I'm sure it's like this with for a lot of coaches, but when I'm with my guys and it's structured, they work really well together. And then my biggest complaint is, like, when I'm not on the field, you know, are they getting this? Are they getting the same reps together? Are they working on hold? Is you know? Are they working on holds? Are they working on short snaps? You know? Are they all kind of doing their own thing? So uh, I think that's been good for us. Is just kind of the getting them two days a week, which isn't a lot, but having those two days to kind of give them a structured practice plan. So hopefully, when we get into the fall practices, um, they're able to kind of roll into that pretty easily because they've kind of already been doing this a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's perfect what you just said. Um, you mentioned there's a lot of uh, time that specialists have in a practice setting, even at the college level where it's independent time. There's not necessarily eyes on them, you know, especially when you get to the lower levels. Uh, you may have an analyst at the Division One level who's fully responsible for charting the specialists. But um, more often than not, I would say that, that there is time that that eyes are away from them. And, and you've mentioned at length to me, the importance of when you identify a high school kid as work ethic, right? You, you mentioned that that's one of the first things you look for. Um, obviously the ability has to be there and looking the part, fitting the, fitting the physical bill. But I think um, what resonated with me and what has resonated, what I've kind of echoed to my young men is these coaches want to know that if, and when it happens that you're, you're going to be on your own, there's full expectations that you can be productive, right? And efficient with your time. And it sounds like, you know, I've talked to enough of you guys at the college level that that is a concern that, that things tend to not look as sharp. Um, enough reps aren't getting in. Uh, uh, and obviously the performance is, is, is lacking. Um, if there's not that, uh, I guess, uh, discounts mentality, you know, if no one's looking, this is kind of like, Oh, just, I'll kind of go through this at 50%. Um, I don't, I don't see the value in that either. Could you expound on that thinking a little bit as to, as to the importance of, you know, the trust there with the special. Yeah. You know, Dan, the best guys I've ever had did a, did a ton of work on their own and by themselves. Um, I just think back like over my career, um, really all the really good kickers and punters that I had, I mean, it's a lonely thing, man. They're out there by themselves a lot of times, and, and they have to, and they got to do it year-round. Um, they've got to be grinders. they got to be guys that really love it and really want to be the best. That they they got to be, you know, intrinsically motivated and want to be the very best kicker and punter, and that's got to just be – I don't think that's something that a coach can, can give them or, you know, they either have that when you get them or they don't, and, and – that competitiveness and that, you know, just the willingness to go out and work and do things on their own, I think is critical to get the most out of their ability. Um, Cause I, I think there's a lot of guys you have, 
you know, specialists in high school that, you know, are pretty similar. And then the guys that separate themselves in college are really the, the hardest workers, in my opinion. In, in addition to the, to the work ethic, I guess, if we're going to say we have, um, you know, Nick from Texas and you have Billy from Alabama and you're, you're down to those last two for, let's say it's a hypothetical punting position that you're going to give money to. Um, and let's say that, you know, to keep it simple, let's say these guys are the same height, same weight, play on a comparable team, have the same reps in, in a game. You know, uh, their huddle film is almost identical. What do you want to see from them? Is it some unedited film? Is it, is it going to a kicking camp, uh, camp and seeing which one has the higher star? Um, I, I just want your opinion on this because the prevalence, like the, I think the kids think that the onus is on frequency in attending as many kicking competitions as they can. However, uh, what I've noticed is um, some of the larger kicking camps have upwards of 150 to 174 and a half stars, which I imagine makes it very difficult on you to, to, to sift through and see which one of those is in fact the best four and a half stars. So I, I guess my question is, if you were splitting hairs down to two athletes, what do you want? What do you want to see? Um, how are you going to make that decision? Well, I mean, yeah, the, all the, the numerous camps and stuff, I mean, that's, that's a reference point. But like you said, it can get very cloudy. Um, I think the number one, if love to see them in person if I can. And you and I have talked about that. But, um, and, and, you know, if I can get them on campus, um, if I can have them here and, and, and they kick here, or if I can go see a game um, and the guys that I'm – you know, regionally close to, that is a big plus or even a practice. So I love to see, you know, the specialists as many as I can that I, that we may want to take. I, I really want to see them in person. I think the huddle film can be misleading. Um, some of the guys that, you know, I would say throughout my career, you pro- probably miss more times on guys that you just went off film. So, um, you know, because a lot of those guys, they're putting their best rep on the film and you're not seeing – you know, the other five bad reps. Um, so I think seeing them in person is a big deal. You know, you and I have talked about this too and rolling tape reps where, you know, if, if I can't get to the kid, I hear the kid's a really good kicker. People that I trust are telling me about a kid in a specific area. Well, can I get, you know, 10, 15 rolling, rolling reps on film? I think that's a, that's a really good tool that kids are starting to do now. Um, I know you do that with a lot of your guys and that's, that's really good for special teams coordinators um, that are in my position. Um, you know, I, I think all those things are important tools and ways to kind of evaluate. Um, if we're talking about a punter specifically, I think you said a punter. Is that what you were saying? Mm-hmm. You know, to me, if I'm, if I'm trying to separate two guys um, that are very similar, you know, Hands is a big thing for me, right? How good are how good are the other punters' hands? How good an athlete is he? Um, can he do you know? Can he rugby? How how good is he? You know, as a, can he Ozzy going in? Like all of those things, I think are important. Um, again, if you can see him in person, man, it makes a big difference too um, to evaluate him. But you know, I, I think ball skills is kind of, with punters is you know that's a, a trait that is very important, um, you know, because that, that that has a lot to do with the result, you know, as far as um, catching the snap, getting the mold, and 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 that sort of thing. 
I'm a firm believer, Coach, that uh, <clears throat> the character is is oftentimes something that will expose someone if they don't have it. You know, if you don't have a high character kid in an adverse situation and they're called upon and it doesn't work out um, to their liking, I oftentimes see a big regression in their performance over the rest of the season. Do you, um, when you're looking at kids and they're adding you on Twitter and sending you DMs with their film, are you are you looking at the character right away? Are you looking at how they conduct them, conduct themselves off the field? And obviously, um, I guess I want to finish that question with: Do you think that also is a direct relation to their academic performance? Yeah, I mean, you know, with with every kid now, um, recruiting wise, and and my head coach, Coach Goff, Gary Goff, talks about this too. Is we're always going to do background and try to, you know, if a kid's got anything social media wise, um, inappropriate on his Twitter, that's a, that's a huge red flag. Um, and that, and that's really just kind of the first layer of the background check. You got to talk to people, you know, we know we have a really good network of high school coaches, especially in Georgia and in Florida. Um, so we're going to do our homework. You know, we're going to call the high school coach, obviously. And if there's character issues there, um, you know, that that's a major player in, in the decision on who you take. Social media-wise, that's an easy one. It's just, you know, kids being smart and not putting things out on social media, not liking things that they shouldn't on social media, especially Twitter. Um, you know, those are critical for the, for the kids that, that want to be recruited and that sort of thing. I mean, um, I tell you, especially with a specialist, too, is being a good student's a big deal. You know, I mean, you want those guys that you don't have to – that are low maintenance guys, right? That, you know, they're going to make good grades. They're going to handle their business in the classroom. Um, so I think that's important as well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that um, my best kids, and I don't know if it's coincidental, but this is my 19th year doing this. My, my best kids off the field usually transition to my best kids on the field. You know, uh, they're coachable. They're accountable. Um, they, they will accept fault you know, and go put that as a focus, a primary focus in practice moving forward. Uh, whereas I think that others um, will place blame, you know, and, and kind of stay the course and you start seeing a recurring issue. Um, it could be in other facets of their, of their kicking game or punting game, but it comes out, you know, it, it, it definitely comes out and it comes out at the worst of times, in my opinion. Um, also, you know, I wanted to be talked about like evaluation camps and showcasing yourself through, you know, independent film on your phone. Even uh, there's several ways to, to get like guys like you, coaches like you to see these guys um, and, and start an interest. But uh, I wanted to talk to you about Title Town a little bit. Uh, that's something that you and I do together annually. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people in the country outside of the southeast are aware, but it's a pretty neat deal. Uh, I wanted you to talk briefly about when it is, when, when the expectation of the next one would be, and um, how important of an emphasis is placed on the showcasing of the specialists. Yeah, so we do. We have a big mega camp at Valdosta State called the Title Town Showcase. Um, it's been around for a few years now. I think we started in 16 or 17. I, got, I worked it in 17, and then I, I came back here and. 2018 and I ran the camp um and last it's been a you know 2019 um you and I really we started kind of planning it in around fall 2018 but um the summer of 2019 in June we had 
we added the kicking portion to it. And that was something we worked on together. And, and I, you know, for us kind of putting it together uh, in a hurry um, that first year, I, I, we had a really good turnout. It was an awesome camp. Um, you and your staff came up and, and helped me kind of plan it and, and, and work it. Um, you actually, you actually had to, had to take off and head back to Daytona the night, the night before the camp. Um, cause you're, you were having your second child. Um, but, uh, that was, that was a wild story, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, that was, that's a great thing for us. We had it planned for this, uh, this summer, we were going to have our second one, uh, obviously before COVID, but that's something I'm excited about. Next June, we'll have it again um, as having, having you back, having you back on campus um, to help us, you know, run that portion of the camp, but really just being a, a showcase kind of camp where guys can come to and get in, get evaluated by a bunch of different uh, coordinators, special teams, guys from different levels, but also get coached up by you and, and, uh, and your staff and something I'm definitely looking forward to uh, for next summer. Yeah, I can't wait for next June or this June, I should say. And that'll be a focus on the 22s, 23s and some transfers. You know, Coach Webb has had a history of bringing in guys um, that are currently in college that want a new home. In fact, he's got a couple right now that are transfers on his roster and they're very, very talented. I won't name names. I don't I don't want to get into that, but um there you have a phenomenal core group right now but that being said you know um those guys times is limited and there's always got to be some seats filled uh so we'll we'll touch on that as we get a little closer to the summer because coach webb will be a recurring guest on the show um the reason why i confide in him is again he is an insight to um where everyone that listens to the show wants to hear you know he is a special teams coordinator and a recruiting coordinator um who is also by chance, he happens to be really into it. Um, like I mentioned earlier, there's very few people at the next level college and even NFL that are on staff that have an expertise or even an opinion on how to make you better as a, as a specialist. And I think that the guys like coach Webb and coach Murphy, who we previously mentioned, and there's a couple um, in the country that are really forward thinking and realizing that this is only going to make me a better coach. If I can, if I can add on some, some background knowledge into this world of kicking, punting and snapping, because ultimately that is the, that is the most important effect on my scheme. You know, we, we could scheme up the 10 guys and have a perfect coverage system, but if the ball's not placed where it needs to be, um, really bad things can happen. So uh, I, I wanted to, to transition coach to a little bit into your opinion on something that I think is very important. A lot of kids, have heard that, uh, you know, kicking off the sticks or wizards or tees and it's, it's not as good as a live op. Um, what's your opinion on that? Like, is, this, is it something that you really want to see for sure if they can get some uh, live op work with a snap and hold? Or are you okay with a kid just hitting off wizards? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do depending on who, what you have access to. And I get that, you know, so I think the wizards are, are great for guy, you know, if a guy's got to train by himself or work by himself. As far as evaluating, um, it's obviously when you can get some live operation reps. Um, I think those are tremendous for us to be able to see. You know, you kick off the ground, see you do it with a snap and a hold. Um, so we, I mean, as far as our team, as far as VSU, we we do the guys use the wizards mainly to warm up, but um, 
if we're charting, we try to use live operation as much as we possibly can, um, you know, during a practice or during these, these individual periods that we're getting right now. You know, I work with the high school level a lot. It's where I start with these kids usually. And I'm trying to get them to encourage, you know, in a very respectful way that there's a time put in place at, you know, the very beginning of practice or the very end of practice, if in fact they're not getting that field goal period in practice. Um, uh, some of my better kids in Florida right now uh, may get one period a week with their snap hold and some protection. And um, I just don't think that's enough. And I do understand that there's time constraints and you know there's several other things to address before a Friday night football game. But I also know that every program I've ever been a part of there's activity going on before and after a structured setting. Like, you know, there guys come out early guys stay after and just get that little bit extra. And I, do you incur, I mean, is that something that, that you would encourage the, the, they're a little more proactive with their coaches? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, again, it goes back to the guys with the work ethic that want to do stuff on their own. You know, um, my guys will come in all day on their own. Um, they'll go out and kick, you know, they'll be at our facility um throughout the day so when they get a break in class you know some of these guys will just come some of these guys will kick you know five six days a week um they're only going on the field with us two times a week because that's what we're allowed to do so there's a lot of work that's got to be done on their own um and and i'm you know i'm happy with with the guys when they're able to to do that and um i think that's a that's really important one thing dan i want to mention you've helped me a bunch with is just the uh, the camera angles and stuff that 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 we try to film practice with um, when when we're allowed to do that, um, you know I, I think that's that's awesome and our our specialists will film each other on their phones. I mean I think that's a huge tool for these guys now that you know you talked about it before to me like if you'd had a cell phone, you know with a if you could video yourself when you were growing up how much it, an impact it would be but you've helped us a bunch as far as knowing, learning how the best angles to film with and, and train off of. Uh, I think that's made a big difference for us. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that uh, the traditional uh, angles like punting side angle or occasionally you'll see a punter from the backside, but you know, that there's some quarter angles and, and things that, you know, they're more of a visual based thing. We can't really cover here, but you're right. I'm, I'd be happy to anyone listening. Uh, if, if you uh, reach out to me, uh, Dan Lundy, I will be happy to share with you some samples of these angles that Coach Webb's talking about because it's easy for he and I to talk over a setting like this instead of in person and still be effective, you know, still get some things done, still see an objective viewpoint, still see some knee separation or wide plants or various things that can go wrong. And all it takes is one thing to go wrong in your in your technique or that, that can cause like a, a an adverse effect. Um, I noticed that on uh, a hash uh, that coach Webb had on one of his field goal specialists. He, he's got a hash he's struggling with. And I think it's the angle he attacks that hash from. I think it's a 90 step issue, which is, you know, step back three and then a 90 degree angle step two to the side. I think that he's taking what we call a tight 90 and he's inviting those hips to stay open and feeling those hips open. He's going to do the equal and opposite reaction at the contact point, which is why we're missing left. So, uh, essentially, I know it, it always sounds like it's a, it's a, I always say a calculus problem or, or like a, a physics problem where there's three or four different degrees to it. But essentially what we're trying to do is simplify the operation because we want to sustain repeatability. We want to ensure that 
you know, I am, I'm deadly inside 40 and I know exactly how to set myself up to do so. And mo more importantly in practice, if, and when we do, because we all, we all, will, we all will miss. Um, I think that it's important to, to know the why, you know, why was that resulting that way? Why'd that ball, that ball fly in an X pattern as opposed to up and down? Uh, was the toe up at contact? Did I get right corner at contact? Uh, did the kick side right shoulder drop for a right footed kicker? All these things are things that Coach Webb and I have, have really uh, uh, taken a deep dive into. And I think that's empowered Coach Webb. And, and most importantly, it's really empowered the specialists because most of these guys and anyone listening right now can agree that we are oftentimes on our own and we have to utilize our resources. If I can be a resource for any specialist listening to this, if Coach Webb can be a resource, um, the purpose of this conversation was just that. Uh, we want to open your eyes to this and say that there are a few people in the country that know your problem and that want to be a, a solution to that problem, however it may be. And w one thing I wanted to ask you, um, if we still got a little time, was the period we're in right now, and, and you and I have talked, like, uh, you know, I've got two more weeks before we go into, like, fall practice. Um, so we've got basically, you know, Thursday this week and then two days next week where we get the specialists on the field uh, and then we'll go into you know for that they, they get an hour of we can do individual kind of drills but then then we go into fall practice what do you, what are some of the things you think we need to be working on right now um, and in terms of with those guys kind of heading into to fall camp like what are some things we can pinpoint with our with our snappers our our kickers our punters um, in the next couple workouts? I think that's a good question. I think that, um, and we've talked about this, you know, the structuring of practice, you know, my expectation is uh, I've seen your, your structure at Valdosta State offense and defense, and it's down to the minute. It's, uh, you know, that they know when they're going to get a break. They know when they're about to, to start thudding with uh, the ones on the other side of the ball. They know when there's some individual time, you know, et cetera. I think that obviously a structure should be put into place. And I think that the specialists should have a say as to the number of reps per period. Um, I think that we should, we should look at a, a, a weekly kicking and punting count uh, just to note, monitor, um, I guess, reward the quality, you know, and not, and not worry so much about, well, I got 200 balls in this week, but how many of those were, were inviting um, an unnecessary aggressive, unnatural motion that's going to bring about a bad rep in a game. So the, the general structure should be played around with, um, with the discretion of the coach and the players. I also think that uh, these kids need to be mindful that kickoffs, if they are a kickoff specialist, should be done least. I think it's the most aggressive, unnatural motion of all. Uh, I think punting is more natural, generally speaking, than kicking. You know, I liken punting, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, to a softball pitcher. You know, softball pitchers can, your ace can throw every day, whereas your baseball ace, because it's coming off of an angular, aggressive, you know, side motion, um, I think that they're limited to one in five days is what, is what it is now. It's kind of the general rule. Um, kickers can't take every, you know, four days off and go, but that should be the mindset is I'm going to do significantly less, but when, I, but when I'm called upon, I'm going to execute. And through those execution periods or reps find out what the recurring tendency is and the and in the individual time is where I would step in and say I have a few drills to suggest that are low impact 
You know, um, some, some of the drills don't even need ball contact. It's more focused on the feet, focused on body mechanics. Um, I think that's invaluable in season. And I think it's even better that you guys are getting to do this now because you're going to have trial and errors, right? You're going you're gonna to initially propose a, a script to them in the fall. And I bet by the fall's end, um, it'll change a little bit, right? And, and the deviation will be small. It'll probably be less reps instead of more reps. It'll probably be like, hey, let's put this, uh, this punt period uh, on, on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. However, it works with the team schedule. I know every kicking script or punting script is going to look different because it has to cater to the needs of the team. But I think that we, you should establish the essentials that need to get done in the week around the team schedule. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, this is uncharted water with the with the time with what's going on right now, especially in our in the D two level. Um, you know, because we don't play this fall, and our conference as of now will not play in the spring. So, um, it, you know, and it's changing every day. So we don't really know, you know, what what will happen. Um, and we we try to at our place to try to take the mentality of staying ready, um, and with all our position groups. Um, you know, with our, with our specialists, um, you know, we've attacked the fall and, and really got some good work in, I feel like, um, but just with the mentality that when we do get to play a game, we'll be ready to, ready to roll, hopefully. So, um, but yeah, the group, the guys we've got are working really hard. Uh, Matt Adolph is, is, uh, working with me. He's, he's our special teams, um, analyst here and, He's doing a great job with our guys too. And um, he's been here just since the summer or since the fall. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're excited. Hopefully we can get to play a game soon, you know? You will coach. I, it's, I think 2020 has been tough for everybody. And uh, you know, it just, it shows, it, it shows the ones that, that can get through it. And it's, it's very, it's very evident the ones that are having a hard time with uh, a little bit of adversity, but you know, that's why I have a lot of respect for you. Um, just like I have a lot of respect for my specialists, the ones that can handle this adversity and just take it one day at a time and control what they can, because there's a lot of these things that we have zero control over. And I think that people get a little overwhelmed on, on that side of things and that doesn't help anything. Um, I just wanted to thank you, uh, for your time coach. I, I think, uh, this is going to be awesome for these young guys and parents of specialists and even coaches of specialists that, that are going to hear this and say, wow, you know, coach Webb is really finding the time. And I know that time is limited resource, especially at your level. But uh, I, I think this will resonate with a lot of people that if I want to win that third of the game, I, I think I'm, I'm not emphasizing it enough uh, to myself and to my players, but thank you so much coach for your time. Hey, thanks for having me on Dan. Shoot, man. This is uh this is conversations you and I have all the time. So um, I, I really appreciate your help with everything we're trying to do. And, and um, thanks for letting me be a part of it. Right, thank you for everyone joining fourth down focus podcast. That was episode two with coach Webb at Valdosta state. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks again. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.